You are Locked On Cardinals, your daily Arizona Cardinals podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. It is the Locked On Cardinals podcast, Bo Brock, Alex Clancy, Monday morning, a lot to get into. We have a bunch of number changes in there. You know, not a lot of people are number guys and gals out there, but I'm a numbers guy. I when I was bored in class, I would just it was mostly baseball, and I would just write down players that are synonymous with each each number. And uh, I'm just a numbers guy. Some guys aren't. Alex, are you a numbers guy? Not really. I was at one point. I I agree with that. You and I both. You know, um, getting our our stellar B minus averages probably had something to do with this (laughs) throughout high school and college. We were we were too busy daydreaming about you know jersey numbers and everything, but not so much anymore. Um, there's just too much information to put in the cerebellum at this point. Like obviously you have the big names that you have under wraps, but I, I don't know. I'm not a numbers guy anymore. But there are there are numbers that still stand out. You know, I'm sure eight people think, of course, Kobe Bryant. Twenty three, yeah. you think Michael Jordan. You think, you know, one, you can go several different ways. Kyler Murray, of course, of the Arizona Cardinals. Two, you can think of Derek Jeter from the New York Yankees. There's just numbers that are synonymous with sports stars. It's it's undeniable. And the Arizona Cardinals, with the new NFL regulations as far as which positions can wear certain numbers, you're seeing a bunch of guys swap their uniform digits. We'll tell you exactly who on this episode of Locked on Cardinals. Also, we're just days away from the NFL unveiling its 2021 season slate. The schedule is going to come out on Wednesday night. Can't wait for it. The Arizona Cardinals. Uh, I want to look at some of their non-divisional opponents. Now, we don't know where these games are going to fall as far as the schedule is concerned, but we do know that the Arizona Cardinals are playing these teams are they better than those teams, or are those teams uh, going to come in on paper stronger than the Cardinals? We'll have that little debate here on Monday's episode, which is, of course, brought to you by our friends over at Built Bar. Go to BuiltBar.com, use the promo code LOCK15, and you'll get 15% off your next order. I was telling Alex, I, I want to try the Strawberry Built Bar. I, I know, I just have an inkling that it's just as delicious as their nine flavors that you can consistently get at BuiltBar.com. Yeah, man. I, we were just talking like one of the perks of this is Bill Barr has been with us for a long time. So we've got to try pretty much the whole gambit of of flavors. We have our we have our favorites, but every new one, it's like that sounds, you know, not necessarily where I would have gone. And then you try, you're like, oh, OK, yeah, it's fantastic. And it has 15 grams of protein, low sugar, high fiber, you know, all the stuff that Bill Barr is is known for. So right. yeah, I'm ready to try the strawberry. It's bring it out. It's gamut. It's not Gambit. Is it? Oh, it's yeah. not. It's not the no. formal X Men uh, member Gambit. It's run the gamut. Are you sure? I'm pretty sure. I'm almost positive. But it's okay. It's not exactly a phrase that's being thrown around in 2021 that often. So I'm not gonna like hold it against you. Uh, also, I had on today's Locked On NFL podcast. I was talking about DK Metcalf, who finished, I think, 15th of 17th in this actually USA track event. Over the weekend, he ran a 10.3700 meter uh, race. That that was his time, which is pretty absurd considering that DK Metcalf dwarfs all the runners on that in that track meet. But he still finished like dead last, but still impressive. He was he was in there. I mean, as far as track and fields concerned, he just lost. He was a loser. But as far as how he 
him and like other NFL players, like really impressive. So like brought up the the question like who's the biggest freak in the NFL? There's a bunch in the NFC West, including DK Metcalf. I think Aaron Donald, absolutely a guy who's got like corner speed, but he's nearly 300 pounds. And then you've got Kyler Murray, who's a two sport just absolute just freak. He picks up anything, bat, ball, and he's competitive controller, whatever it might be with Kyler Murray. Yeah, I think it's Aaron Donald. I yeah. mean, you watch his footwork drills. I mean, that's it. That's all you need to see. Like, there, there were ones that came out last year and the year before. It's just you're mesmerized by. And I get DK. I mean, what what was it? It was a .25 difference between the winner and him. Yeah. Two, two tenths of a second, which is crazy with with, with racing, how how uh, small the margin of error is. Kyler Murray is the, the Floyd Mayweather conversation, the pound-for-pound pound biggest freak, I guess you could say it like that, where, you know, he's obviously smaller in stature than everybody else. But um, I just think Aaron Donald, it's – what he's doing from the interior defensive line position, the numbers that he puts up, and how big he is and how fast he is, uh, I he would be the one seed for me. And I think that's fair. I mean, the guy, he he fends off knives in his training regime. It's it's absurd. He's just, he is an absolute freak of nature. He's, he's undersized for the position he plays, but then he plays yeah. it, his motor, it's unlike anybody. He's just operating at a completely different level. I think that the Arizona Cardinals, though, as far as their roster, and if you if you were to pit it against any other team in the division, you'd be hard pressed to find more freaks because I think you know JJ Watt's one of those guys. We've seen him jumping on boxes that are way too high, and you know he's got the str- the incredible strength and the motors there as well. He's a little bit obviously faced some injuries, and it might take away from some of the freakishness that JJ Watt used to possess in his twenties. And then you've got DeAndre Hopkins. He played basketball at Clemson, like for a cup of coffee. Like he's. A, he has just a freakish athletic ability. We saw it on the full display during the Hale Murray. And then Buda Baker, I think, his size. I mean, he's basically, he's, he's smaller than both of us, but he's, you know, he's a missile coming at you as far as tackling and then his, his athletic ability. That's why a guy like uh, DK Metcalf chasing down a 4-4-40 guy like Buda Baker is just absolutely absurd. And the Cardinals didn't even score a damn touchdown on that drive. That's still going to be one. That's still going to be one that gets me. But if you look at like what we've just missed, if we had this conversation two years ago, yeah, you're looking at Cam Chancellor and Earl Thomas in the same secondary with Bobby Wagner on the second level. Like those alone, Russell Russell Wilson. It's so funny. Like what he does is is physically it's it, it's a marvel. He's five ten. Okay, he's got tree trunks for legs. The dude is a machine. He's so quick on his feet. But would you consider him, because he makes everything look so easy, you wouldn't necessarily consider him to be in this conversation. But, yeah, I I think you're right. I mean, Nick Bosa, we'll see. Yeah. He's obviously incredibly gifted. The wide receivers, you could say Debo Samuel is. We haven't seen enough from him. Maybe we'll see when they open up the offensive package this year, you would think, whether it be Jimmy Garoppolo or Trey Lance. But, yeah, top-heavy-wise, which is what the Cardinals are, even in this conversation, the Cardinals probably win uh, this argument as well. And Isaiah Simmons, I mean, oh, yeah. sweet mother, the dude is six <laughs> three two fifty on a sub four four forty, and we'll see with Zayvon Collins. I mean, he's a little bit thicker, but the dude is—he's not a linebacker. Let's put it that way. He plays linebacker. Yeah, and how dare you forget Marco Wilson in his forty-three and a half inch vertical? <laughs> I agree with Joseph uh, Montez Sweat. Of course, he's like six seven. Plays, uh, you know, the the edge position for the Washington football team. He's, a, you know, another freak in Chase Young. That's scary. The thing about Sweat, he's like J.J. Watt. He gets his hands on a lot of footballs, bats them down, turns them into turnovers. 
That's just the those just I mean those athletes, those edge rushers are yeah, they're up there with like NBA players where they're just they're weird unicorns in across sports. You'd be hard pressed to find better athletes than those guys. Yeah, and it's interesting. I wonder if and I know that there are different workouts and different ways to measure the the off the ball speed, but you would like to I would like to see a 15-yard dash. Let's see how quick these guys get off their feet because that's what edge rushers do. Yeah. You have to have a quicker first step than whatever offensive lineman or whatever offensive lineman's move to, to keep you away from the quarterback. But, yeah, I mean, it's always a marvel to watch, and we just, we're just we numb to it now because you just watch it so much that, man, I wish I could do some of that. Bo Brock, Alex Clancy, make sure you're following along on Twitter at LockedOnAZCards, at Clancy's Corner, and at B-O-B-R-A-C-K. Who's the biggest freak in the NFL? Let's get to the number changes. Let's get into this conversation about the Cardinals' non-divisional opponents on their upcoming 2021 schedule. It's all here. It's Locked On Cardinals, part of your Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hey, Cardinals fans, listen up. Nugenics, the number one selling free testosterone booster at GNC, is offering a complimentary bottle to all football fans in America. Get your complimentary bottle of Nugenics Total Tea. Text DRAFT to 231231. This unique man-boosting formula is powered by Testafin, which helps boost free testosterone and te- total testosterone levels and increase energy and lean muscle mass. Plus, text now, and they'll include a bottle of Nugenics Thermo, their most powerful fat incinerator ever, with the key ingredients to help get you back in shape absolutely free. Text DRAFT to 231231. That's DRAFT to 231231. Message and data rates may apply. Nugenics Total Tea is a great way to increase lean muscle and feel stronger with more energy and endurance. And like the TV ads say, she'll like it too. There's a reason Nugenics has the number one selling free testosterone booster at GNC for years. It works. It was a rough loss last night for the Phoenix Suns, but if you like them coming in the stretch of the NBA season, better get in on the action and off the sidelines. Bet online, it's the fastest, easiest way to bet on all your sports action. Baseball season, of course, in full swing. You can track all the action at Bet Online. Get all the latest news, odds, and info on all your sporting needs, including Major League Baseball, the NBA, NHL, UFC, and MMA action. Before the next pitch, head over to the Bet Online on your laptop, your cell phone, and check out all the great sports news, sign up bonuses, and contest information. Don't sit on the sidelines anymore. This is your chance to get in the game as your teams prep for their playoff runs. Head over to the website, use your mobile device to sign up today and receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. Bet Online, your online sports book. Use the promo code locked on for your 50% welcome bonus. Bo Brock, Alex Clancy. I was reading an article before we uh, fired up the mics here on Locked On Cardinals from Jess Root of Cardswire. And he was talking about the players that are holdovers from 2020. That's roster spot. Their role is going to be impacted from the 2021 draft class and just the offseason, I guess. And it was an interesting list. Uh, I just want to run through it real quick before we get into the number changes. Uh, he's expecting role changes for Jordan Hicks, the linebacker. Obviously, Zayvon Collins coming in. I, I think he's going to be a younger, brand new version of Jordan Hicks. Where Jordan Hicks, I think we saw he he was a lot. He had a he lost a step last season as far as him in pursuit of tackling. He still racked up the tackles, but he wasn't the same guy that we saw in his first year after signing that lucrative deal coming over from Philadelphia. I think that that's safe to say that Jordan Hicks is probably going to see less snaps next season. Um, Christian Kirk is an interesting guy. 
I, I think Christian Kirk probably benefits from everything. I think Christian Kirk, he is actually better set or set up to be just put him in a position to go out there, run routes, just get the ball in his hands, and not have that defined role of, oh, you're going to be our deep guy. Go run these these routes, get separation, and you're going to be our deep threat. Because I think Christian Kirk, you know, how, how do you account for Christian Kirk and Rondale Moore if you're on the field at the same time? Yeah, uh, this is the first year where there's zero pressure on Christian Kirk to perform. Yeah. And that's not a good thing. You know, it's he's shown flashes. We saw last year when he had four touchdowns and four he had a touchdown in four straight games, something like that. He balled out against against Dallas. He had a long touchdown catch. We've seen what these two can do together with yep. Kyler and him. And I don't know if it's scheme fit, whatever it is, he is a very talented football player. He may be in the wrong scheme. He may have too much pressure put on him to be an outside wide receiver that's a little bit undersized. But you're right. I mean, we don't know what's going to happen with him this year, but for better or worse, doesn't matter. If he performs, that's great. Yeah. But there aren't going to be these high level of expectations that there were going into last season where Larry Fitzgerald's kind of coming back and Christian Kirk was supposed to take that next step. And we saw flashes of it last year. Didn't have a lot of help. Wasn't a lot of other uh, receiver help. There wasn't named Dan Arnold, uh, which which probably add a little bit to it, but... There's another mouth to feed for Ron, with Rondo Moore this year and AJ Green, and that could de- yeah, that could definitely benefit Christian Kirk with his output. Right. There isn't, as you said, there's no pressure for him to perform, be that dark wide receiver two opposite DeAndre Hopkins. We saw that with that added pressure, it, it didn't produce the biggest results. And the thing about Christian Kirk is he'll have a big game, and then the next week, and him having that on film, it seems like the re- the rest of the NFL does a good job in catching up with him. And he does. He seems to kind of disappear. He needs to be better at making those adjustments. If he's put in a position where they're not, gonna, he's not going to be keyed in on. Uh, I think that he could certainly thrive, put up similar numbers. But that's also with maybe it's more quality over quantity. Other names on this list, I'm not that concerned about, just because their roles, like Robert Alford, he hasn't played a snap for the Arizona Cardinals in two years, so I don't think his role changes at all. He's, if he gets on the field, that's a good thing for Robert Alford. If he can stay healthy enough to play, you know, I'm here for it. And then you've got a, a guy as far as Andy Isabella. The, it's just, he's he's not performing. I'm not, he's, he doesn't have a role. If he's going to get one, he's going to have to earn it. Yeah. I mean, it's, there's a lot of influx. We're going to find out a lot about the future of all of these players. Are they going to come back next year? You know, uh, Christian Kirk, Robert Alford, Andy Isabella. Um, One more thing about Christian Kirk is there's now another slow-ish wide receiver on the outside in A.J. Green without burner speed. So that should be able to spring Christian Kirk and or Rondo more a little bit more when you have your possession receivers being your wide receiver one, wide receiver two with the ability to run every route in the route tree. You can kind of go wild. That can kind of be the air raid infusion into this offense if you're going to go four wide receiver sets. Andy Isabella, listen... I mean, that's even more far-fetched than Christian Kirk being a top-two receiver for this team. I mean, it's it's kind of a – well, you got a second-round pick for Josh Rosen. That That's the win here. Right. The fact that they drafted Andy Isabella and it doesn't, doesn't seem to be working uh, the same. Byron Murphy, like, we, we need to find out what these young kids can do because there's going to be some difficult decisions that are going to be have to be made – after this season, with all of the one-year short-term deals, Jordan Hicks, as you mentioned, Chandler Jones' contract coming up, what you're going to do with Kyler Murray, Chase Edmonds, it's really going to be – there's going to be a guillotine out. It's going to be like, 
who's not going to cut it after this year? Right. Yep. It, it's and it, we'll find out. There's a lot of question marks, Bo. Like I wonder, do all teams have this many question marks around positions of need? Uh, I mean, are we, are we too Cardinal centric to think that it's just the Cardinals? I think the Arizona Cardinals have um, at, at it's the 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 most important positions: quarterback. You know, your pass rushers. Probably the biggest question mark is is the cornerback position. Can they get you know similar production, if not better, next season uh, from Malcolm Butler in, in kind of a an empty cupboard? Uh, so I think they're fine as far as at the premier the premium positions, and then you just got to figure it out, and that's what they're doing. And yeah, as uh, what Joseph pointed out, yeah, Christian Kirk's in a contract year. He's in the fourth and final year of his his rookie deal. If he doesn't perform, you know, I don't think that there's the Arizona Cardinals at if he if he doesn't show up in 2021, they pretty much know who Christian Kirk can be. He can be a good role guy, right? But is he going to be the? Does he have the ceiling to be the wide receiver too that everybody thought he could be coming out of Texas A&M? I think that it's going to have to be in an, in a different situation because he had ample opportunity here and, and he didn't get it done. But I'm I'm excited about it. I, I, I you know people were pumped about Christian Kirk with the possibilities of DeAndre Hopkins playing opposite him and he had his his moments, but it wasn't consistent enough. It hasn't been consistent enough to really rely upon him. Now, let's get into these quick number changes before we get into the non-divisional opponents that the Arizona Cardinals are going to face in 2021. Chase Edmonds reportedly is going to switch from uh, his number to number two. What was he, 26, I believe? So Chase Edmonds, he takes a single digit. He's going to be number two. James Conner is going to be number six. Byron Murphy is going to wear number seven. So he goes from, uh, was it 30? Uh, was he in the 30s? 33. 33 to, to number seven. You've got the free agent signing numbers, and these are all reports. I haven't seen any outside of a couple number changes reported by the team. Malcolm Butler, this is the biggest one, Alex. Malcolm Butler is going to wear number 21. The guy, As well he should. He's replacing Patrick Peterson. I don't, I don't know about that one. I, I think that you, well, you put a little respect. It's, it's offered to him. The Cardinals didn't pull it, so what he's going to say, you know what? I know this guy really well, and I've been with this. Who cares? Patrick Peterson did not deserve to have his number pulled. Uh, I think he did. I, I completely disagree with that. Patrick Peterson had eight Pro Bowl seasons for the Arizona Cardinals. Right. He's having the last three years. He cheated, he gave up, and he gave up again. So that those are the things that happened. That's not a biased approach. He wanted to be traded. He took it back. He kind of wanted to be traded again, and then he got popped for PEDs, and he's been a C. He's been a C plus corner since. Okay, uh, rookies. In my opinion, in your opinion, and we'll disagree there. Zayvon Collins, your number one pick. He's going to be wearing number twenty five. Linebacker wearing number twenty five. Roundell Moore. He'll wear eighty five. He'll look like Rod Tidwell out there playing the wide receiver position from Jerry oh, yeah. Maguire. He's got number eighty five. Marco Wilson, 20. Tay Gowan, 32. Uh, Vicar Dumakeji, number 92, the sixth-round pick out of Duke. James Wiggins, the safety, wearing 38. And Michael Minette, the center, interior offensive lineman, your seventh-round pick out of Penn State, wearing 72. So those are your number changes. I, I You know, it's interesting. I mean, it's going to be weird to see a couple running backs. Your, your RB1 and RB2, they're wearing single digits now. It's going to look like a college team out there with Chase Edmonds wearing two and James Conner wearing six. But uh, I like it. I don't have a problem. I'm not like with Tom Brady where I think it's going to ruin the game of football and it's going to create a lot of bad football. 
the interesting part is, so we've talked about this kind of tangentially, like what if with the salary cap going up next year, if Patrick Peterson wants to come back, that's when the conversation gets interesting with him and uh, with him and Malcolm Butler. Cause I'm assuming that this is a tryout. All of these are tryouts this year, all the one year deals for the aging vets before the salary cap goes up. So say Malcolm Butler balls out this year and is a fringe pro bowler. Cardinals want to bring him back. Patrick Peterson plays pretty well. He wants to come back, retire a Cardinal. That's where the conversation will get fun. Yeah, but then uh, Patrick Peterson's wearing seven now. He's he's yeah, that's true. But both those numbers they're they're spoken for as of right now. <laughs> Byron Murphy wearing number seven. Twenty one yeah. is Malcolm Butler. I just I don't know. I, I I think show him a little little bit of respect, but I guess not. I guess that's where it's going to be. It's ended in divorce, and it's okay if you're going to go sign for the money. We're just going your number. It's not going to be well, uh, something that we're going to hold near and dear to ourselves if you're not going to hold us near and dear to you. All joking aside, I mean, how many numbers are really pulled from the NFL until they retire? Yeah, it's tough. I mean, you've got, as far as training camp's concerned, you've got to have 90 numbers. Yeah. I mean, it's like with Fitz, they're going to pull that right away. They should, yeah. Yeah. Unless, you know, unless Isaiah Simmons five years from now is a perennial pro bowler and he wants to go back to number 11, I'm sure Larry Fitzgerald will be the first one to say, go ahead. But it's got, I mean, it's got to be warranted. And it's, it's, we're way too early in the process for anybody regarding that. Right. And I mean, I know I know with Washington they don't nobody wears twenty one because of uh, yeah. Sean Taylor Different. who died. Yeah, um, yeah. I, it would be interesting to see how the Arizona Cardinals go about it. You know, people have worn thirteen, but I think Kurt Warner. Right. You can agree that his his he wasn't here long enough to to merit retiring his number. And they just kind of put him as football goes. They just put him up in the Ring of Honor. Like that's the ultimate right. sign of respect. So. And Patrick Peterson's got to retire before that even becomes a conversation. But number 21, it's just like the body isn't even cold yet. And Ma- his choice. Malcolm, Malcolm Butler's wearing 21. It was his choice. <laughs> it was. What are, you, what are you supposed to do? Right? No, hey, look, I'll, I'll agree, but I I don't know. I and, and then for Malcolm Butler, he's be like, yeah, that's my number. I'm wearing it. doesn't matter <laughs> to me. I don't, I don't care about the history of and the, and the, he's the guy. played very well at State Farm Stadium. Okay, Malcolm Absolutely. Butler has. It, okay, it so might he be deserves that twenty-one. It might be one of the biggest, if not the biggest, play made by a number twenty-one in the history of the stadium. It's not P two in his walk-off punt return. It's Malcolm Butler with the pick of Russell Wilson in, in the Super Bowl. Locked on Cardinals, part of your Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. Bo Brock, Alex Clancy. Follow along on Twitter at Locked On Easy Cards at Clancy's Corner. At Bob Rack. Coming up, we're going to look at some non-divisional opponents that are going to be on the Cardinals schedule in 2021. Are the Cardinals better than them? We'll make our easy answers sound really hard. Next, it's Locked On Cards. Locked On Cardinals, of course, is brought to you by the best tasting protein bar ever, Built Bar. What's your favorite Built Bar flavor? Right now, I'm loving this new limited time strawberry flavor. That goes along great with the nine delicious flavors you can always count on. Coconut, coconut almond, cherry, raspberry, mint brownie, peanut butter brownie, double chocolate, and my God, salted caramel. There's something for everyone. You know what my favorite flavor is? It's another limited time flavor. It's that coconut brownie chunk. Most bars, though, they're equally as healthy as they are tasty. 17 grams of muscle-packing protein, only 130 calories, 4 grams of sugar, and only 4 grams of net carbs. Go to the website, BuiltBar.com. Get a mix box. Figure out what flavor you like the best or get the limited-time flavor of strawberry and use the promo code LOCK15 and you'll get 15% off your next order. 
Use the promo code LOCKED15, L-O-C-K-E-D-1-5, for 15% off at BuiltBar.com. Get all the sports news you need in under 20 minutes. Listen to the Locked On Today podcast hosted by Peter Bukowski. Today, he's talking about the New York Knicks. Do they have what it takes to go on a playoff run? They're finally returning to the postseason. Is is that it? Is that all it's going to be? Or are they going to make some noise come playoff time? Get all the sports news you need in less time with the Locked On Today podcast. Follow the Locked On Today podcast on the Odyssey app or wherever you get podcasts. I... I I want the same question to be answered for the Phoenix Suns as they lost pretty badly last night to uh, the Los Angeles Lakers. Are the Suns, are they going to be primed for an actual playoff run? It's been fun to watch in the regular season, but if, you're a, uh, if you've been around for a while here in the Valley, you know that a good regular season only goes so far. I, I just hope, I, I'm just glad that we're not going to see freaking Greg Popovich and his hack a check, uh, you know, type coaching derail the Suns this time. It's so funny. Like the history, the flashball memories of Suns history is not being able to beat the Lakers and Steve Nash getting thrown into the the check in desk. They beat and the Amari Stoudemire and, and Boris beat, beat the, bench. the Lakers plenty of times. They they made yeah. some of those teams look bad. It was uh, the the teams that really stand out to me. Of course, the Spurs. It makes my my blood boil thinking about Tim Duncan at one point hitting a game tying three. And then in uh, the Mavs, I thought the Mavs were w- really one of the big speed humps between them and, and getting to a finals, which they never did. That was like one of the best teams to watch that never really won anything. Uh, yeah. Bo and Alex, Sean can- Marion was Sean Marion was the top notch fantasy. Like if you played rotisserie fantasy basketball, yeah, he was the stats for him and a young Josh Smith were the two most coveted guys. Blocks, steals, rebounds, dunks. Like oh man, I. And he I didn't have a role. He didn't have like a defined role. He was just cleaning no. up. And and I mean, obviously he was put in a good position to uh hit threes from Steve Nash. You can listen to Brandon Clean of Locked On yeah. Suns for all your Suns info. We'll stop here. Um as far as the Cardinals, their their schedule with the NFL is gonna be unveiled on Wednesday night. We're gonna have a big thing here on the uh Locked On NFL YouTube channel where I'm sure Alex and I are gonna join Ross Jackson and Cody Rourke and we're gonna talk about the Arizona Cardinals biggest games of twenty twenty one as they're slotted. But we do know who they're playing. Obviously, they're three NFC West foes. And then you've got the teams in the NFC North, the Packers, the Vikings. Those are going to be home games. You've got the Lions and the Bears. Those are road games. And then you've got teams from the AFC South. You have the Texans, the Colts, the Titans, and the Jags. And then you have a pair of third-place teams in the Panthers and the Cowboys and the Browns. So when we look at these non-divisional opponents, and I just want to go through these, Alex, and you and I will just do rapid-fire um answers to this and then we'll add some context over the you know this week as we look deeper in the schedule but just knee-jerk reaction on paper do the Arizona Cardinals have more talent and can they should they beat the teams that I'm going to bring up are you ready yes all right let's start with an, an, an easy one the Detroit Lions yes they have more talent but the Jared Goff to TJ Hawkinson just nightmare <laughs> could withstand because it's an upgrade at tight end from what Jared Goff has done over the last couple of years to the Cardinals defense. All right. So I think that's the easy, the Arizona Cardinals should beat the Detroit Lions next season, 2021. That should be a W. If it's not, we're trying to pick up the pieces the next day. As far as the Arizona Cardinals non-divisional, the Texans, that's got to be a W as well. Yes. Deshaun Watson or no Deshaun Watson. That should be a yes. 
All right, let's keep going here. The Indianapolis Colts, a team that won. This is a game that's going to be in Glendale, but this is a team that won 11 games. We'll see if it's an upgrade with Carson Wentz at the quarterback position. Colts, Cardinals, in Glendale. Even? Even. I mean, if it was Phillip Rivers, I'd say it'd be I'd say it'd be a loss. But with Carson Wentz, we have no idea. So are you, are you saying that's a W? It's in no. Glendale. No? No. Okay, so you're going L. I mean, that's not unfair. I mean, they won 11 games. They were a playoff team last no. year. Okay, next on this list, the Vikings. Is that on the – that's at home, right? That's at home. Yeah, that's got to be a win. I think that's a W. Yeah. Similar Ross, they, they were similar last year, but I think what the Arizona Cardinals have done this offseason and what the Vikings have done this offseason, I'm going right. to give the Arizona Cardinals the edge, especially since it's in Glendale. Not to say that, the, you know, this is a slam, we're not saying these are slam dunk W's. All right, the Titans, I think this is an easy one. Oh, I was going to say that's a loss. Yeah. Yeah. That's what I'm saying. It's an easy loss. Okay. It's on, the, it's on okay. the road, it's in Nashville. Okay, let's keep it going. How about the Jacksonville Jaguars? That's on the road, too. Yep. Uh, I'd say it's a win just because we don't know anything about Trevor Lawrence yet. Yeah, I don't care if it's Trevor Lawrence, Urban Meyer, Travis Etienne. I know that you've got all these winners coming in, but they haven't been part of Tim this, Smo, this culture. Yeah, I mean, there's a lot of college wins. There's not a lot of winning on the NFL level. The Arizona yeah. Cardinals, I don't care if you're overmatched at the head coaching position. With Cliff Kingsbury versus Urban Meyer, the talent is going to play out whenever that game is played in the Arizona Cardinals. That's got to be a W, especially when you look at what the NFC West is going to give you this year. Okay, let's keep it going here. How about the uh, Carolina Panthers? That's at home. That has to be a win. That's got to be a Absolutely. Completely agree with you. Dallas Cowboys on the road. 150 points will be scored in this game. Yeah. Um, I will take... I think that'll be a loss. That'll be a loss. They want vengeance for the Monday night embarrassing display that they had last year. How about the Chicago Bears on the road, Soldier Field? Could it be Justin Fields? Could it be Andy Dalton? Speaking of the Monday night embarrassment. Um, A win just by talent level on both sides. All right. And I believe I've got one more game here. It's the Green Bay Packers. Packers. Yeah, got to take the L. Got to take the L. All right, so what we have here, win over the Lions, win over the Texans, lost to the Colts, win over the Vikings, lost to the Titans, win over the Jags, win over the Panthers, lost to the Cowboys, win over the Bears, and a loss to the Packers. So you've got that pretty much at 2, 4, 6, and 4. That's just your non-division record. Just off the bat, if I think that uh, obviously... The weather's going to come into play in some of these games, especially when you're looking at uh, games against, uh, you know, the Bears, maybe even even Nashville. Uh, I mean, th- I think that. Well, that, still, I mean, we have Cleveland also. And Cleveland, there's one yeah. more road game. Give me the Browns. Loss. So that'll be six and five. Okay. So if you go six and five, you got to go four and two to make the playoffs. You do. In the division. In the best division in football, potentially. That's what you're. And they started two and zero last year and ended up zero and four. Yep. They ended up going two and four in division next. Yikes. We're going to be breaking down the schedule. We're going to be looking at that divisional. How how we think the Arizona Cardinals can do within the division. 
They uh, they obviously took a step forward last year after a couple trying seasons where they really didn't do anything against the NFC West, and they actually got a couple Ws. That elusive win against the LA Rams, it's got to come this year if you want to have any kind of any kind of like momentum to getting to the postseason. You gotta you gotta get that monkey off your back and beat Sean McVay. It's been a fun episode. Thanks for listening. It's Locked On Cardinals. Subscribe, follow along wherever you get your podcasts. Follow us on Twitter at Locked On Easy Cards. Follow us on Facebook. Follow Alex at Clancy's Corner and follow me, Bo Brock, at B-O-B-R-A-C-K. Have a great rest of your Monday. We'll talk to you tomorrow. Oh, we've got uh, Kirsten coming up from 12 News tomorrow, who's going to be a great guest. Can't wait to talk to her. Get her thoughts on the Cardinals draft class and the upcoming schedule reveal.